0: I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever, but don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys with you. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. Well, welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend, this is your host, Janelle Wood, and I'm excited you are listening in for season five where from here on out, we hope to start off each month with a different young woman, sharing her faith story and allowing her also the space to ask some tough questions about God and faith. And so this month, our first episode introduced my friend and former co-host Mariah. Mariah and I had a discussion about what's changed in her life since first appearing on this podcast in June of last year. We talked about some significant life changes, including relocating, a new romantic relationship, and a newfound faith, and the fact that she's been baptized into the Mormon church. She had some great questions about that. Um, And so if you haven't already, I highly recommend you go and check out that first episode with Mariah and hear her story. We'll put a link in the show notes. And by the way, you can find those show notes at findingsomethingreal.com, along with other things like free resources and occasional blog post, how you can get more involved with this program and ways to connect. All of that can be found over there at findingsomethingreal.com. If you like this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So I'm sad because Mariah couldn't be here for this recording, but I'm excited for the guest we have here today, who's here specifically to address something that Mariah brought up. Um, You may remember if you listened to that conversation, um, she asked, what makes someone a Christian or a true believer? In fact, Mariah said it this way. She said, the easy answer is, if you believe in Christ, you're a Christian, but I feel like there's almost more that goes into it. And so we'll talk about that and later this month dive deeper into Mormonism especially. But I just wanted to talk with someone, a young woman who's living out her Christian faith um, is very inspirational and doing some ministry, working with people outside of the the church. And um, I am excited to hear her perspective. This is her first time on the podcast and only my second time chatting with her but I feel like I already know her. She's been laughing at my dog antics because there have been a few just before we pressed record. She's one of six kids and currently attends Impact 360. I can't wait for her to share more about that. Please welcome to the Finding Something Real podcast, my future friend here, Alex Earls. (laughs) Hey, Alex.
1: Thanks for being here. I'm so glad to be on this podcast. I've been so excited. I've been like telling everybody (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: awesome (laughs) so tell us a little bit more about you I want people to know more about you
1: so I am 18 years old I'm currently a high school graduate but I'm not technically in college right now I attend a gap year program which is called impact 360 institute in Georgia this little town called Pine Mountain Georgia so (laughs) there I'm there right now and what that is, it's a gap year program for nine months where we study apologetics, um, just learn a biblical worldview, discipleship and learning how to live in community. Um, and so far, it's been really great. This, I have three months until I'm done with this, which is really sad and it's like, dang, this flew by so fast. Um, but I think it's really cool that here I'm getting to learn just a biblical worldview and how I can actively influence my culture and my generation through those things um and just learning about different different beliefs different faiths um which i love um so that's where i am right now um so i'll go ahead and share some other stuff about me i'm one of six kids like janelle mentioned my parents are awesome if you listen to this podcast (laughs) you might have heard you might have heard my dad in here a few times (laughs) median guy that's him jason (laughs) Jason Earls, shout out to Jason Earls. <laughs> <laughs> so I I love my parents. They're awesome. They've always been so intentional about discipling me and my siblings, which I think is a really cool thing. Um, just because it's allowed me to like kind of see how to, how to disciple someone in a loving way, um, and also I've just been able to carry that on with me in my life, um, and up until this point, or up to this point, <laughs> um, so. I mean, yeah, that's basically it. I love, I just love how I'm able to put that in action and just get to share share different things about myself with people here and the people outside of my my normal community.
0: Yeah, so, that's awesome. So you're you're not from Georgia originally. I'm not.
1: I'm from Dallas, Texas, D-town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how <laughs> far how far away is Dallas from Pine? Is it Pine Rock?
1: Pine Mountain, Pine Mountain. Pine Mountain. So the drive to from Dallas to Pine Mountain is about 11 and a half, 12 hours. So wow, that's a long drive. And then the flight is probably like three hours, which so is <laughs> a lot better. But I love road trips. I love driving. So it's, it's always great. Yeah. Have
0: you been home a lot since you started there?
1: I've probably been home about three times, I think. I went for Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, and then I went after a mission trip to Brazil that I just came back from not too long ago. So it's been, it's been nice to be home. (laughs) I I love my family. and I also love here. So I'm like, either way, I'm, (laughs) I'm good, but yeah, it's been so awesome to get to see my family and just being able to be home. And then I I like to call here, this is my second home. so.
0: (laughs) So, and does your brother go there as well?
1: Yeah, my brother attends here as well, so that's awesome. We've always been we've always been really close, and when we found out that we we're both gonna be going here, we were just so excited. So I love that we're both here, and like it's it's so awesome that we're doing the same things, learning the same things. Yeah, we're so different. Like we're probably the complete opposite person, but we're like best friends. <laughs> so wow. Really cool.
0: So. I love it. I love that you are going there. I had heard of Impact 360 before uh, your dad posted videos of you guys going. and um, But it's such an amazing idea. It's such an amazing program. Um, what made you decide that you wanted to do that instead of just go right to college, which a lot of kids do?
1: Yeah. So actually, at first, first hearing about Impact 360, I was not too sure about like I was like, okay, a gap year program. I don't know if I want to do. I don't know if I want to do that, because I was kind of planning just to go straight into college from high school. And my brother was actually like, he heard about it. He was like, okay, yes, this is this is for me. Like, this is what I want to do. And I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. Um, But then after talking to people more about it and just like hearing more about it, um, I was like, okay, wait a second. (laughs) I kind of like this. So. I think what made me kind of decide to actually come here and apply um, was, I love how like their idea and their main focus is to have, stu- have kids who are students who are coming from high school and just, we're here in this gap year program to learn more things and learn how to, how to believe and live out our beliefs um, in that Christian worldview. And so when we go into college, we're not just stepping out into the world and just like just blindly stepping out. So I think every single thing that they focus on is really intentional in doing that. Um, and I just love how they they just here we just don't don't surface anything. It's like, OK, we're talking about this. We're going to dive deep into it. Like <laughs> it's no shying away from anything. So that's why I really I really enjoyed Um and I can definitely say that since I've been here, the six months, five, six months that I've been here, I definitely see a change in myself, which is like super cool because like, I, sometimes I don't really re- like to recognize that if I am changing, but I think it's definitely for the better. Like I've seen myself come so much out of my shell. Like <laughs> I think I used to be the one of the most introverted people that like, I knew. I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to. Talk to people, but like now being here and just being able to live in this community of people where I'm able to like trust and talk to you, it's been easier for me to go outside of this community and do that and talk to people, challenge myself and challenge those people. Mm. I'm just about different things, like different things, what I'm thinking, what I believe, all this kind of kind of stuff, which is so awesome. And I think if anybody, if you ever get a chance to come to Impact, if you're a high school graduate. Then do it. Like, you will not regret it. I definitely don't regret it.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like it's a place where someone who has questions um, can come and have those questions like freely? Like, I know that you're addressing a lot of questions, but could someone that's, you know, really wrestling with questions come there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like
1: because I've I've definitely had some questions that I've I've wrestled with and I've just wondered, but like never really got an answer to, and I don't think I've always, I, will, I have always gotten the answer to those questions, but um, I would definitely say this is, this is a safe place where we can, we are able to ask those questions. Um, and it's like, no question is too, too dumb, no question too complicated. Like, if you're wondering it, we, we are able to talk through it. And I think it's really cool because we have a, different people here from so many different backgrounds we have different denomination churches, some people, some people here aren't, like, aren't even a Christian, Um, but it's been really cool just getting to, like, hear their questions and hear what they think, and we're able to talk with them about it, Um,
0: these different people,
1: and I think that's just really cool, because it's not like, okay, this is just a Christian institute, Mm -hmm. we're only believers, but, like, we welcome everybody, and, like, I think it's really cool the application process because they don't look to see, okay, who's doing good in their faith? Who's walking with the Lord most? It's like, okay, who do we, who do we think will be good for being here? Like it's an intentional process. So I'm like, that's really cool. Like I love getting to know people and just their backgrounds and their history, what they believe, what kind of questions they have. And then same with me, like getting to share that with other people has just been really cool.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So, if I I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I'll just ask it because it kind of comes from what you just said. But like, if you have classmates that are not Christians, have you talked with them about why they came? Like, what inspired them to apply for this intensive, like Christian worldview preparing you for the secular world kind of uh, okay. program?
1: I've gotten to talk a little bit about with people about that. Um, but I think it's really cool because like the most common answer I've heard is just like just like one them wanting to get answers to these questions and like mm-hmm. they have a, like a little a little taste of what it's like to to live as a Christian but they're not absolutely sure about okay what is this all about so I think this is also a really good place because it's not like we're not learning how to push our beliefs on someone but learning how to defend our faith and how we are able to share it and make an impact with people to people with that so I mean it's name impact 360 impact all around so yeah yeah I think that's that's just awesome yeah that's definitely one thing that I've heard a lot is just like people they want to know how know how to live in a Christian life but even though they might not be Fully committed to being a Christian, so that's really it's been really cool to watch.
0: Well, and that's kind of amazing and speaks to where you're at that you can have those kind of open conversations and people feel free to express those doubts or you know, not sometimes. I think in church, this is just an opinion, (laughs) it's totally wrong, but sometimes I think we pretend, you know, it's like, oh, I gotta pretend to have it all together, I gotta pretend. Um, that I'm not questioning different things. So it yeah. se- speaks highly to authenticity to be able to be like, well, actually I'm really struggling with some of this stuff, but I'm here to learn and see if I can get my questions answered. That's really cool. Yeah. So what have been some of your favorite things about being at Impact 360?
1: Oh, at this. I get this question a lot. And every single time I'm like, there's so <laughs> there's so many things. Um One thing I definitely would say was, is just the community that I have here. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, I love, I just love how I'm able to talk with people about different things in my life. It's like something I probably wouldn't share with just like a normal stranger, like before coming here. But um, yeah, the community here is just like, it's so different. And the fact that everyone comes from different places, yet we're all kind of here for the same purpose and we're all wanting to learn more things. So I think it's really cool that we can talk with each other about that. And especially since it's people my age and who are like who are like-minded, um, which is awesome. And I absolutely love that. Um another thing I would say is just the different opportunities and experiences I get to have while I'm here. Um, we've done a lot of a lot of learning doing. So our motto here's no be live. Um, to get know Jesus more deeply, be be what we've learned, go out and impact, and then live a life of kingdom influence. So, I've really enjoyed like actually getting to live out that that motto, um, and just doing all the different things that I've gone to do. So, we've taken quite a few trips. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we just got back from Brazil about two weeks ago, two three weeks ago. Um, and there we were able to work with another program, which is kind of like ours and do different projects with them, um, and learn them more. And that was really cool because I've, I've been out of the country one time. I went to South Africa with my dad a few years back. Um, but there's like a lot of people spoke English. So it it wasn't that, (laughs) that hard, but in Brazil, everyone's speaking Portuguese. Very few people speak a lot of English, um, and I just thought that was really cool just to get to be in a different culture. Because I think a lot of the times here in America, we, we experience other people coming to our culture and getting to teach them stuff. But I think it was cool just being that person who's going to someone else's home and learning what they do, seeing how their culture does things. Um, and that was just awesome. I, I kept saying that like, we did worship almost every night with our team. And it was so cool. Like, we're singing the same songs, but they're speaking Portuguese and we're speaking English. And I'm like, well, wow, this is just this is just a little tiny taste of what heaven's going to be like. Yeah. That's just that's just crazy to see. Like, we'll have all different nations, tribes, every tongue, which is going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I th- I just thought that was really cool. Like, God is not God is not one who only speaks my language. He only speaks English. But He speaks every different language. He speaks Portuguese. He speaks Spanish. He speaks English. Any language you can think of, this God is the same God that is everywhere. So I thought that was really cool.
0: It's so interesting because when I was 20, I went to Costa Rica and it was, I'd gone to the Philippines where most people, uh, they either spoke Tagalog or English, mostly English, uh, but then go to Costa Rica and everyone's speaking Spanish. Right. And I remember being in this hut, And we were like praying at the end of our mission trip and everybody that was, that lived there, they were speaking in Spanish. So we couldn't understand what they were saying, you know, but it was so impassioned and everything. And I'll never forget it. The end of the prayer. And as we were praying, they kept on saying, gracias, Señor, Jesus. And it was over and over again. And it was the most beautiful sound in the world. And I thought the exact same thing that you're describing right now, like this tiny glimpse of what heaven's going to be like. And it's just like, whoa, God, you know, yeah. it just gives you that bigger sense of who he is. Like it opens your eyes to, you know, beyond what you you could see before. It was just really special. Just like what you were describing.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. that, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a few other trips that we took. We were able to go to Auburn. Um, we've been to three different colleges, I think. Um, so Auburn, we just went around talking to students here um, and asking them questions about just what they believe, just simply getting into little five-minute conversations with them, which was awesome. And that was the first one. And I I don't think I've ever done anything like that. So it <laughs> was a little bit nerve-wracking, but <laughs> once I actually got into it and started talking to people, it was really interesting just getting to hear how many different things that people believe and like okay, not everyone believes the same thing that I do and not everyone thinks the same thing. So that was awesome. Just getting to hear that and kind of challenge myself and challenge other people um, in what they think. So that was really cool. Um, And then we got to take a trip to Salt Lake City, Utah. That was probably one of my favorite trips. Um, So we were able to go to BYU and to Snow College there. And those two colleges are I think 90, 90 something percent Mormon. And there's a lot of Latter-day Saint churches there. So that was awesome. I was like, I've never been in an environment like this before. Um, And we were able to. So before that, we learned a lot about Mormonism and just kind of what do Mormons believe? And what do members of the LES Church believe? And how how can we talk to them in a loving way? and that was really that was really cool. Just getting to, getting to learn that and then actually put it into action. So we spent about three hours at each college, just around the campus, sitting with students at lunch, and just just simply talking to them. Um, and they were sharing with us what they believe we were sharing what we believe. Um, and that was a really eye opening experience. I would say just because I, like I said, I never experienced. <laughs> I've never done anything like that before. Um, and it was definitely challenging and a little bit hard, I would say, because a lot of the people that we talked to had gone on their 18-month mission. So, I mean, they just, they were just telling us like, okay, this is yeah. this, this is what I believe, this is what I know. And it was just really cool getting to tell them what kind of things that we learned. Okay, well, asking questions like, does this contradict bible does this contradict what you believe um and that was just awesome
0: well real quick too like I remember talking to um you know the Mormon kid that sat behind me in geometry right <laughs> and I was a arrogant uh, Christian kid it was like you believe different things and da 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 and it's hard sometimes to differentiate um especially what I remember about this kid and from other experiences I've had with Mormons, including just talking with Mariah, um, is that it seems like they're taught that what they believe is the Christian faith. Um, so how did you differentiate that and what kinds of things did you bring up in those conversations?
1: Yeah. So a lot, a lot of that I actually didn't even know before, before like learning so much about. Mormonism before coming here and I was like okay this so there's a lot of words a lot of the same words that we use um that Christians from churches and the members of the LDS churches so I'm like it's the same word but it means different things um so I actually did get to ask one of the people I was talking with would I asked, would you say that you're a Christian too and and he said yes he said yes so I was like okay what what would you define as what would you define as that? Like, who do you think Jesus is? Um, and so he answered with Jesus is this guy that came to Joseph Smith and told him, gave him the revelation. Um, and I was like, okay, that's not that's probably not <laughs> what I define Jesus as. Um so yeah, that was like that was one of the things I was like, okay, that's different from what I would say. And um, but yeah, there's like a lot of words. I'm like, okay. I can't I have to, we have to be careful with using the using the same things like salvation or using Jesus and all these things like sin, that kind of those words like that. Um in witnessing because I was like, okay, I guess that I guess we don't mean the same thing But that. Um, so that was really interesting getting to learn. Uh and I think definitely like now knowing now knowing and talking to Mormons about like or talking to them and using those different words. Um, like now I know, okay, when I talk to someone, when I'm actually having a like a, just a chill conversation with them, um, I think it's easier for me to now like witness in a loving way just because I'm understanding what they believe more um and I think it's easier to do that in a loving way when you kind of know how they how they're thinking and not just like okay blowing up that that's what you believe okay now let me tell you what what I'm thinking um that's what that's what an important thing I learned too was just the importance of listening mm-hmm. um because I'm like if I were in a different spot and someone was trying <laughs> I wanted to tell someone who i believe or they tried to tell me um their beliefs, and I probably would not want <laughs> them just be blathering out things to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely there's definitely a lot to learn in just one conversation um, with a member of the LDS Church. Yeah. So
0: if Mariah was here, um, I wonder if she would ask you about that question that she brought up in our conversation. Um, what makes someone a Christian or a true believer? Um, She said, if you believe in Christ, you're a Christian. That seems like the easy answer, but I feel like there's almost more that goes into it. What do you think, Alex? How would you answer um, Mariah if she were here asking that question?
1: Yeah, I like that she said that. She feels like there's a lot more that goes into that because I think there definitely is than just believing. Um, Yeah, one thing... I would say it's like in the, in the Bible, um, James, James two, I think, um, where it talks about even the demons believe that, like that Jesus is Lord and that he's real, like he's living. Um, like that just tells us that that's not enough to just believe. Um, yeah, I think that the main, the main things is that our faith without our actions is dead. Like, I mean, simple, simple way to put it. Um, and I think that's, that can get confusing at times because like, okay, well, my, my faith is not determined just by my actions, but, um, I think there's just a, um, I oh guess I just lost <laughs> a
0: natural lost overflow. Over. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Like a natural so, overflow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a natural, yeah. Natural overflow. Um, And our actions are kind of a result of our faith. So I wouldn't say that just because we're doing these right actions makes us a believer. And just because we're doing these things that are good makes us a believer and makes us have faith. But when we have that faith, we're able to flow and pour out those actions um, to kind of show the works that we have in Jesus. Um, One thing that I would really stretch is. Something I learned, I kind of it's something I knew but while I was on that my international trip in Brazil, um I really heard like from the Lord through this is like we have to seek the Lord in order to find him like I'm not just going to I mean, he does reveal himself to us when when he wants to and like when he desires to. Um but that's something that I had been struggling with and I definitely wouldn't always say that I'm always having good actions, um, and what so-called Christian actions, but something I had been struggling with was just seeking the Lord, um, in an intentional way. Um, so while I was on my trip, that was just something that just kept coming up again and again. And I'm like, okay, okay, Lord, <laughs> um, I guess, <laughs> I guess I need to listen to this. So, um, I got to experience like what, what it actually means to seek the Lord. And when I put in my effort and listen to what the Lord is telling me, listen to all these things, then I get to experience that, that joy and that gift of finding him and finding what he has in store, like after seeking him, just that, just the joy of what it means to fully trust in the Lord and to fully know him. Um, which, I don't know, I, I don't think, I wouldn't say that we can always fully know the Lord, but he does give, give us those tools and things where we're able to seek him out and we're able to find him. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think another thing is just having, having a right view on God, because when we don't have that view, we tend to act on those actions. I'm actually reading a book right now called Knowledge of the Holy. by A.W. Um, Tozer. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a really, really good book. I just started. Um, and one of the things that like, I really took away from that book was that when we don't have a right view on God, then we tend to act on those. We tend to act on our view of him and kind of treat him and treat others in our life on the way that we view him. Um which I can go into that more, but <laughs> that's it's kind of a deep subject, but um when we have that faulty view on God, it's kind of hard to be able to tell, like, okay, this is the this is the true God that I'm serving, and like when I mess up, He doesn't look at me a certain way. Um so that's something that's something that I really really begin to kind of notice more and kind of learn more in my life since being here and pick is just like oh seek the lord seek the lord and you find him um and it's just it's just so cool just to get to get to see the fruit of that um and how he how he how much he desires to for us to do that so i don't know <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember watching a YouTube video with Francis Chan and, I don't know, the guy who wrote Radical, was that? David Platt? Is that, yeah. is that his name? Okay. Um, anyway, and they were just talking back and forth, and they were discussing about that holy view of God and how uh, foundational it is to everything else. And Francis Chan, I remember he put one hand up here and one hand down here, and he's like, so often we're like, when we get to heaven, and, and I totally may be like bumbling this all up. This could have been like a bunch of videos that I now I'm remembering. But anyway, general idea. Um, this is us up, <laughs> up here, and this is God down here. And when we get to heaven, we're going to question him and figure out like, why did this happen? Da da, da. And he goes, yeah. so we flipped it. It's like us examining God when really... It's like this right and his hand is way above us and we are down here and unless you have that perspective that he is God and I am NOT it's always gonna be a struggle you know and um, and that was so eye-opening for my own faith I remember Uh, like wow it's not just me like trying to figure this out and feeling like oh well I'm gonna when I get to heaven and I used to think that Alex I used to have like this view that one day when I die I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna ask God all these questions and I'm gonna you know say why did you do it this way this way that and wow you know I mean it's really hard to have a good relationship with somebody when you can't see them at least in part for who they really are Yeah. Um, yeah so I love that and I I think if Mariah was here, um, she'd love that too. But also she might say, but I found my community uh, with people who are in this church. Maybe I won't be with them forever. She mentioned that previously on the podcast. But this is where I found my Christian community. How... How does someone find, you've just described, you know, being at this Impact 360 and what it's been like having this community around you of people who are questioning things the way you are and who are like-minded and who are pursuing the same things. Um, What encouragement could you give to somebody who is looking for Christian community um, and just can't seem to find it in the traditional ways?
1: Yeah, that's good. Um. One thing I would say is something that I've learned is just to allow allow people in. Um, and that's something that you kind of have to be wise with discerning, um, is the people that you let into your life and you let speak into your life. Because sometimes it's not always good to have some people people d- telling you different things. Um, but I I think in community, it's really good to have people who are, some people who are a little bit wiser than you and some people who are kind of at the same level as you are, um, because that's that's kind of a sense of accountability and like you're learning things from these people, they're learning things from you. Um, and that's something I think is really awesome. It's just something I see with my friends and my people here um, is just that we're able to challenge each other in that. Um, and I think, I think it definitely can be kind of hard sometimes to find that community and those people who will really push you to be better at what you're at, to think better. Um, but I think that's just what you have to do is just to find those people who aren't letting you stay where you are um, and they they want to help you to get to a deeper level of thinking and wanna help you get further in whatever it is that you that you're doing, in, in your life, in your faith, um, yeah. So I, I would say just don't don't stick with don't stick with those people who are not don't stick, but like, um, don't allow the words to be spoken into your life that are that are pulling you away from where you want to end up. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important thing because the people that we're around influence us a lot, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. a lot. So, um, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) I heard a great quote uh, years ago where the guy said, who you will be in five years is dependent upon two things. One is the books that you read and two is the people that you surround yourself with. I'm like, wow. I mean, there's a lot of truth to some of that. You know, the people that were, Someone else told me, like, you're the sum of the five people that are around you. I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) You're like,
1: okay, wait. That's just not biblical. (laughs) But still, still
0: there's some, you know, a a lot of truth there. So speaking of which, you already mentioned uh, Tozer, but... And uh, I'm sure you've been reading some books. What are some of the favorite ones that you've read this year that you could encourage somebody listening with maybe somebody who is looking for a deeper relationship with God?
1: Hmm. Hmm. Okay. There's one book by this guy named Dallas Willard. Um, and I was able to go through that last semester. Um, it's called renovation of the heart. And through that book, it's, about kind of like it speaks for itself. Renovation, renovating your heart, and it kind of talks about. Uh, on each chapter, it talks about transforming your mind, transforming more, transforming your body, your soul, um, and it talks about different things that I don't like. You probably wouldn't never never think of, <laughs> of like the images that we take in um, influence the thoughts that we have, and then the thoughts we have influence our heart and our actions um to, uh, that book was really good it's really it's a little bit hard to understand just because of the time that it was written in, and it's very wordy but I I really was influenced by that book like I'm probably going to read it again after mm-hmm. so I can just actually read it and take my time reading it but that yeah. was that's probably one of my favorite ones a lot of people here would say like they didn't like that book just because of- <laughs> Just <laughs> how long it was <laughs> and we had to write we had to write two papers on it um uh, okay i don't know have you ever heard of a pracy? i think it's a french word okay. but it's a paper that we had to write it's between 750 and 800 words i had never heard of it before coming here but <laughs> i wrote now I wrote, you hear of it all the time <laughs> yeah. i'm like okay I, yeah i'm like i never french word <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, we, we had to learn how to write that and from that book. So that was pretty cool. I'm, I really, I actually kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> but that was definitely one of my favorite books. Um, let's see. This semester we're reading a lot of good books. I can't remember the name of all of them, but we haven't read them yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that book, Knowledge of the Holy, even though I'm not that far in this book, it seems really good so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really good. Um, just getting to, it's kind of, it's kind of relates to, uh, the other book renovation of the heart. I'm like trying to think of (laughs) these books in my head. No, it's all right. There's
0: so many. I'm like, (laughs) just off the top of your head, tell me all the great (laughs) books you love. Yeah, no, those are great. You know, I think I have the Tozer book on my shelf because you are not the first person who has mentioned that book here on the podcast or who has said like this book was life changing. It was so incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm a little nervous to read it just because it, it does feel like one of those really heavy books. I, I got a different book. I don't even remember what it was. Um, I think it was about the atonement and I started reading it and I thought, well, oh, this is, heavy stuff you know and like when you're going through life uh sometimes you really have to be intentional about taking that time away to really dive into that kind of stuff so i love that you are at impact 360
1: what's next for you after this year oh that's a good question okay so funny thing this week we're actually going kind of going through that um the second semester we focus a lot on like okay what's next what's the next steps so this week we actually um, did vocation and calling class which okay i was like okay i'm probably not gonna know what i'm gonna do exactly this kind of to just get to know kind of like at least 10 percent clarity on what we want to do next um so right now the, my plan is to go into graphic design after impact um Kind of study that. I'm not sure where yet, but I'm working on that part. <laughs> uh, I've always loved, I always loved art and creativity. And right now, my brother is actually just starting up a t-shirt business, so he's he's let me help him in that and designing t-shirts for him. So I'm like I'm super excited about that. Um, I've actually kind of been working on starting up my own business. So right now, what I've started is I've designed little journals. I have, and they're actually on Amazon right now. So, Ooh. if you want to check those out, I can tell Janelle the link. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but that's something I'm super excited about. Um, it's just getting to share my creativity with other people, which I absolutely love. I think I kind of get it from my dad a little bit because he <laughs> he's like that a lot, and I yeah. think we we'll learned that way. Um, but it's something. Yeah, I'm super excited because I'm not. I'm not fully sure, full clarity of what I want to do next. But at the same time, I was just telling my roommate today, we were talking about it, and I was like, I don't even, I don't even know where I'm going next year. But like, for some reason, I have, I have a sense of, just like a sense of peace, just, just a piece of the unknown. It's like really, really cool. Because I'm like, okay, okay, Lord, I'm just trusting you on this. So oh, figuring awesome. that out, it's been an adventure.
0: <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Well, I can't wait to hear where you Or you do end up, because I'm fully intending on, uh, you know, following you on Instagram and all the things. (laughs) So last question, Alex. The Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration. Eternity, authenticity, and love. Real is an acronym for those things. Uh, Restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. All gifts that we can find in relationship with Jesus Christ. Which of those things stands out to you the most in your life right now? and why?
1: I I probably would say the authenticity part um, probably because like I said I said this earlier a little bit but I don't know I've I've kind of that's something that I haven't really been <laughs> into that much <laughs> um, for the majority of my life is just being authentic um, but now it's something that I've Kind to practice a lot um and just being real with people like you can experience so much more when you're being authentic and genuine real with people um, and that's part of the reason why i just love being in community with other people and not necessarily always just believers but even other people outside of the faith which is really awesome um because I've learned, like, when you're authentic with someone, then that goes the same way, and that comes back to you. Um, and it's easier to be able to build relationships with people in that, um, and even being authentic with yourself, which is another thing that I've kind of struggled with. Um, because that's that's probably yourself is probably the hardest person to be truthful with. Um, and once you actually realize that and begin to be truthful with yourself. Um, that gives a lot more opportunity to be real with the Lord and to have that real relationship with him. So,
0: yeah. Amen. I, I had a friend on here a couple of years ago, Callie Lindsay, and she said something that's just stuck with me uh, for a long time. She said, my confidence comes from alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought, wow. And Recently, I recorded an episode for um, season five, like just kind of laying the groundwork before we jumped into this format where we have different guests and co-hosts and different things. Um, But I was talking about authenticity Mm -hmm. and I thought, why, why do I love that word? What is it? And I was researching it and authenticity comes from the same root word as author, right? Mm -hmm. And to be authentic is to be like linked to, to the author. Right. And in scripture, it talks about, you know, the author and perfecter of our faith, Christ. I'm like, man, like that's where true authenticity comes from is knowing who our daddy is. Right. And then being able to um, live that out. And man, uh, I sure have enjoyed this conversation. I love your family. I am just putting it out here. Jason uh, and Terry and all the kids, uh, you need to come to Chelan. So (laughs) absolutely. Uh, And tell my kids about Impact 360 because, man, as a mom, there's nothing more that I'd love. And when I saw that video of you guys going to Impact 360, your dad made that video. Oh, my gosh. I cried. I was telling your dad. I said, I cried. He's like, why did you cry? I said, because that's what I want for my kids. (laughs) That is, Uh, Alex, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Until next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This season, we are inviting young women to join me as they share their personal stories and ask honest questions or share objections to the Christian faith. We hope to feature a different story each month and then invite Christian guests on to share from their own journeys and experiences and maybe answer some of those questions in follow-up episodes. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that. But if you're curious at all at whether there's something real to be found in Jesus, I invite you to come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with him. Until next time.